1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Take a trip to meet uh, a, a new author, and uh, she has just written a book called A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Her name is Rachel Adams. That's right. And Rachel is a writer and a podcaster. And she started her ministry to help women realize their God-given purpose and significance. Now, she is the host of the Love Offering podcast and features real stories of women who are living out their faith. Now, Rachel and her husband, Brian, run a family business and a farm in Kentucky with their two children and their two doodle dogs. It's good (laughs) to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tavi. Hi, Rachel. Hey, good morning. Thank you all so much for having me. Hey, what's a doodle dog? Is it a Labradoodle? (laughs) I have a Labradoodle and I have a Golden Doodle. Um, So my son is allergic to dogs, and so we needed something that's non-shedding. And they are just, they're the the sweetest dogs. And and they live in our house with us for the most part. And so there is a lot less to clean because there's a lot less hair. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome to hear. Rachel, it's good to just chat with you a little bit. And your title is really compelling for this book, A Little Goes a Long Way. So just give us the story behind this particular book. Why did you write? There's always a story behind a book. So what was the, the I guess, inspiration for you? Yeah, you know, a little goes a long way. It's, it is such a familiar saying, right, that we apply to all kinds of things like spice and garlic and logic and flattery and perfume and jewelry and makeup and, and so on. But <laughs> beyond those things, um, I, I have learned that every little thing that we do can go a long way in God's hands, that especially like these small things can make a big difference, especially when we do them consistently uh, over time. But really, it was this struggle and kind of a tension of feeling like my life was too ordinary to make a big difference. But yet I wanted my life to. I mean, it's like, here we are on earth. We want our life to count. But yet we look at the things that we're doing and how, how we're spending our time and what we're, you know, like having coffee and reading our Bible and maybe making some meals and sharing some meals and saying some prayers and running errands to the post office and to the grocery and making some beds and doing some laundry and watching some ball games if you have children. And, you know, so you you do these things. Those are kind of my my to-do list of my days. And I go to bed and I wake up and I do the same thing again the next day and the same thing again the next day. And it was just this conversation with the Lord God, does any of this matter? Mm. Um, but yet I want it to. And so I went to his word, you know, when we're wrestling with anything, that's the place to go. And I just realized the more I, I dove into his scriptures that a significant life is actually much simpler and smaller than we think. I think we've overcomplicated it. Mm. 
I love that. Sometimes you can be so overwhelmed with the problems and the feelings that you have that when somebody just offers you a simple solution, it's just a godsend. So what's your hope for those who may pick this book up and they're looking for that little bit that could go a long way? What I want people to the, the the tagline of this book is 52 Days to a Significant Life. Um, but what I want people to realize and hear more than anything else is you're already living a significant life. You just don't realize it. I mean, you have inherent significance. You know, if we, uh, inherent significance. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, which means we are His masterpiece. We are fearfully and wonderfully made in His image. And as believers, we have His Holy Spirit residing in us. You know, where he created us from something simple and small, and he breathed life into us. And so more than anything else, I want everybody to know you already have value. You are already loved apart from anything that you do. You know, you look at Genesis when God created Adam and Eve, and he looked upon his creation and he said it was very good before they had done anything. And then you fast forward to the New Testament and Jesus before he had officially launched into his ministry. Um, God the Father looked upon Jesus the Son when he was being baptized and said, this is my son with whom I'm pleased. Before he officially like really gone out and done the amazing things that, that we read so much in the Gospels. And so um, I, just, I just want everybody to hear that. You know, yes, there's value in what you're doing, but we just can't gain the value from what we do. You are inherently significant just because you're created in God's image, period. You're hearing the voice of Rachel Adams. She's written a book called A Little Goes a Long Way. And Rachel, this is just gold for us, people needing to realize that they have significance simply because they are created by God, but yet we feel so ordinary. So I'm just wondering if there, if you could just share some examples from Scripture of how God used ordinary people that were used for the greatness and the glory of God. Absolutely. You know, as I started to look into God's Word, I, you know, I wrote 52 devotions about um, ways that God used people in the Bible and ways that I feel like He has used me in my ordinary days and, and ordinary moments. Um, but I, I really could have written 365 because it is, it is all throughout Scripture. You know, some examples in the Old Testament, you look at Joseph. He was the youngest in his family, and he was sold into slavery, um, but then rose into power and saved the entire Egyptians and Israelites from famine. Mm-hmm. You look at Gideon. He was the smallest and least in his family, and God even dwindled down his army to defeat the much larger Midianites. You look at Esther. Esther was a young orphan girl, and she saved an entire people group. You look at Mary. You know, we're just coming off of, of Christmas. She was a young girl who just said, yes, yes, I'm willing to bring the Savior into the world. And so we can all be willing. We can all say yes in our ordinary days and be obedient to, in some ways, not physically bring the Savior into the world, but to, to share the Savior with the world. We can all do that. We're in a conversation right now with author, uh, her name is Rachel Adams, and her book is called A Little Goes a Long Way, How God Uses the Simple and Ordinary for His Extraordinary Purposes. Rachel, it is so good to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. So, Rachel, you know, you talk about understanding significance from God's perspective, but so many of us are still wrapped up in our own perspective of ourselves, and we are saddled with all kinds of doubts and insecurities and lack of motivation. So how can we learn to break through all that? 
Yeah, insecurity and this feeling of inadequacy has been kind of my Achilles heel or my thorn in my side for for the majority of my life. And I think, you know, I I joke that I feel like I'm a gold star girl, you know, growing up. I loved a good chore chart and anything that I could put a gold star beside, I was excited about. And then same thing with today, you know, I love a good to-do list. I love to cross things off of my to-do list, and I'll even, I've even been known to add things on my to-do list that I've already done just so I can have the validation of, of crossing that out. And so this is kind of how I'm, I'm built and made, I feel like, in many ways, that I, I want to accomplish things. I want to, to do great things, and, um, and on days that I do accomplish a lot, I feel, I feel very significant. You know, when my husband comes home and I can say, look at all I've done today. Like, aren't you so proud of me? <laughs> Um, and, and yet he doesn't care, you know, when he asks how I am, he's not asking like, what did you do? He's like, how are you? How's your heart? Um, and I feel like God is doing the same thing with us. Like, how's your heart today? I love you. Not because of anything you're doing for me necessarily. Um, but I just want to know how you are. I just want to be with you. And I think that that is just something that so many of us struggle with. You know, we can have seasons of our life where we used to be able to maybe, Somebody's retired listening right now and you used to have a, a, a job that gave you a paycheck and um, gave you um, referrals and, and, and gave you lots of affirmation and validation. Or maybe you used to be raising children and raising a family and taking and things are really slowed down. And maybe even physically, you're not able to do what you once uh, could do. And so you don't feel as significant as you once did. And and so what I want everybody to, to realize is, is, you just have that significance apart from from what you do and from what you accomplish. You know, I think about my children when they were first born, and they hadn't done anything. And I, when they first came out of my womb and I held them for the very first time, I loved them. And I know that I just feel like the God of the Father is looking down at us the same way, like, I love you just because you exist, just because you are. And so I just want to settle um, that in everybody's heart today. Yes, it's important what you are doing. You know, we, we're here on this planet for a purpose, and there is work for us to do, and, and God wants to partner with us. Um, but we just can't gain our value from that. There's value in it, but there, we can't gain our value from that. Mm, that's so good. You're hearing the voice of Rachel Adams just kind of walking us through our significance simply because we are created by a loving creator. And I love that. But as followers of Christ, Rachel, we're really called to speak that life into other people as well. And so what are some examples of maybe some simple gestures, some small things, the little things that we can do to influence others or maybe demonstrate God's love to the people that are in our lives? Yeah, you know, I, I look to the life of Jesus first. He was a baby born in manger in the tiny town of Bethlehem and never traveled outside a hundred mile radius. And he walked along the road and he prayed with people. He attended weddings and funerals and shared mm-hmm. meals with people. He prayed with people. He shared one cup of water with one woman beside the well. He held children and he washed feet. And so if nothing was too insignificant for the Savior of the world, then nothing is too insignificant for us. And so what does that look like in our own lives? It looks like we can share meals with people. We can have a cup of coffee with our spouse. 
We can um, have a sacked lunch <laughs> at school or with our colleagues. We can um, sit around the dinner table with our families or with friends and invite people over. We can extend invitations for people to maybe come to a movie with us, come to church, attend a Bible study, uh, do a book club with us. Uh, we can write a letter to people. We can send a text. We can give an encouraging word. We can call somebody. We can say hello. We can smile. You know, all of these things. We can pray for somebody. We can be present with people. You know, many of those things I just mentioned don't cost a thing. It's just being intentional to say, okay, God, use me today. Help t- help me to open my eyes to the ways and, and, and be sensitive to your Holy Spirit prompting and leading and be obedient to just see the people in front of me, see the needs in front of me, maybe the burdens, and how can I help meet that need and, and shine the light of Jesus to that person in front of me today. Mm. Such practical things that we can all do, and we may think of them as small things, but they make such a huge impact in others' lives and even for the kingdom. And so we've been talking with author Rachel Adams, and of course, she has a ministry to help women realize their God-given purpose and significance. Again, she is the host of the Love Offering podcast, and it features real stories of women living out their faith. So, Rachel, as we're wrapping up here, I'd like to just ask you one question, because invariably you've been speaking life into Tabby and into myself and our listeners right now. But yet there is one who is listening to us that's having a hard time wrapping their brain around their value and their significance. And if you were taking a moment and having a cup of coffee with them, what would you say to them specifically? I would say that I understand, um, and I think that the enemy would love nothing more than to keep you in that place, to, to make you doubt that your life doesn't matter, to make you doubt that God isn't using you and that He doesn't see you where you are. And so I just want to speak life and light to you that God sees you, He values you, He loves you, and He specifically crafted and created you with specific talents and gifts and resources and time, and that God wants to partner with you to make an enormous impact on His kingdom for His glory. And so partner with Him. Let Him breathe life into you. You know, God created us all from dust, from something simple and small, and it is Him who breathes life into you. It is him who is going to use you and just say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to be used. Open my eyes to see how you will use every little moment, every little thing in my life for your kingdom and for your glory. And I may not see it right now. We may not see the fruit and the outcome, but we can trust in God's hands. Every little thing will go a long way for him and for his kingdom, for his glory.